What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Shrinka. And uh, in Studio B, my 20 smallmouth, 21 smallmouth catching brother, Christian Vaughn. What's up? What's up? I don't know. We didn't catch any 20s today, so we're slacking. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> did you go out today no no i did not but it it definitely um it rained the next day after we we went out um right. on sunday if it had not i very well could have went right back up there <laughs> yeah yeah it's just not stopped raining since we were out yeah it so, is pretty, it's a wet it's been a wet last few days it's been brutal. Yeah, my yard is like a little slop fest. Yeah, well, I can keep pigs in my backyard, dude. I know. I think uh, the I think the the matter at hand. I think the people want to know, dude. Well, we got we got to this this podcast is. Well, I'll start off by saying this. I asked you if you wanted to record the other day, and you're being a little bitch, and you're <laughs> like, I don't have anything to talk about. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I was like, we'll find something to talk about. We got all kinds of stuff we want to talk about because I had some end of the year type of podcasts I want to do, still want to do, um, that I think people will like. But um, we ended up sort of um, planning out a little impromptu trip. Um, on it was today's Wednesday, so it was on Sunday, and. Um, December twenty yeah. sixth. That's December. the day we we settled on. The day after yep. Christmas. Day after Christmas. Um, yeah, and we took the jet boat up. It it wasn't really much of a discussion. It was pretty much like, yeah, let's if we can go to the tippy, let's go to the tippy. And uh, you know, we've mentioned this in podcasts before, but it's a little bit of a drive for us to go up to the tippy. Um, so you got to sort of dedicate almost a full day. We actually kind of crazy we had the day we had and we we could have at least fished two more hours if not three for um, sure we we left the river in the winter while we were actively catching fish it's pretty that's that's, that's sort of sad <laughs> sacrilege really, it's yeah it's a real sacrilege um but we were trying to get home for dinner you know try to put on a uh, put a good foot forward for our family life, and and we we got I the really did did not want to tell you this, but I, since you brought it up, I'll bring it up. Uh, the reason that we were kind of rushing around is I actually had Christmas planned with my sister in law mm. and her family uh, for like six. So you know, by virtue of that, we had to get off the water around three. She canceled on our way back. Oh, dude. Don't even <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> yeah. She canceled on my way back. So I was like, we could have stayed out for at least another two hours for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we could have. It was, um, and we almost, the, in my opinion, the best part of the trip and the most fun. We, 
we had fun in the morning too, obviously. Um, but the qual- quantity of fish came uh, in a spot we almost didn't even go to. Um, so we can talk about that a little bit, kind of how the day transpired. But but yeah, anyways, we sort of planned to go day after Christmas. You know, expectations are fairly low this time of year, no matter what. Um, and, you know, if you go and catch a dozen fish, it's usually a considered a fairly successful day. Um, and that's sort of, you know, and then you hope one of those dozen is a, you know, an 18 or a 19 inch fish. It's sort of, you know, the framework and what you set your expectations for this time of year. And, uh, I definitely did not expect the day we had not even close, um, and we, we had ourselves a day. We yeah. had ourselves a big day. Um, Our best day of winter fishing ever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it probably is not even, honestly, probably the second best day was the one that we had in November that we just yeah. did. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that, dude, I think, dude. We're on a streak. together, dude. Electricity. <laughs> I, know. I know, dude. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we drove up there, we, we did, you know, we got up there real early because obviously Chris had plans that he failed to tell me about. (laughs) (laughs) He knew we had to be, (laughs) he knew we had to leave. And the whole time we were there, Chris is like, yeah, I I kept, there's a spot that's (laughs) probably like eight miles or so downstream. And I was like, I really want to hit that before leaving. He's like, I don't if we're going to do some exploring by the ramp, we're going to go. And I'm like, there's no spots up here. <laughs> there were tons you- of spots, dude. We were slaying them up there, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we started out, <clears throat> we launched the boat, went, went the art, you know, sort let's, of. Hey, let's, 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 let's chill on the, let's chill on the location details. <laughs> they've, they've got the fact that we were near a boat ramp. That's about as good as, as it's going to get. Yeah, so. that's true. We're not giving any hot, hot stretches away on this one. But anyways, we go to our first spot, and the first spot is one that we've been to several times um, that we sort of discovered on our own. And um, you know, we we know we know that that's a spot where fish spend the winter. So we sort of um, our approach is. Really, I mean, guys throw jerk baits and blade baits and all that stuff. I mean, us for us, our confidence bait is on bottom. You know, we're throwing a crawl imitation on bottom. That's just what we know we can catch fish if in the wintertime on it if they're active. Um, so we both sort of started out on bottom. And um, it wasn't but about, I don't know, 20 minutes into the day. Um Chris hooks his first fish um, after he, he almost was getting ready to bail on the spot. And I'll, I'll uh, say that he's <laughs> sort of like, ah, there's, we need to go down here and fish this. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I bet you there's fish up here. And then dude, it wasn't like five seconds later he had one on and uh, yeah, I didn't, did not expect it to be that big, but it was ended up being the biggest fish of the day. I'll let, I'll let you sort of tell about that fish. So I want to, I mean, you pretty much told it. It just, (laughs) I mean, it was all luck. 
basically the only the only reason I caught the fish was luck and because Josh <laughs> just advised me that there would be a fish there. Um, <laughs> the hook, the fish hooked itself. I, uh, <laughs> I just I just happened to be holding a, a rod in my hand when it hooked itself and snagged it sw- swam its way directly into the net and flipped into the boat uh no it's probably my number two indiana smallmouth you know ever so yeah it's a great fish man 21 inches it was big and heavy and had all of its weight on it i mean it was like just like a top tier fish anywhere in the world. You know, it was probably, we didn't put it on a scale, but it was heavy. I mean, it was big, heavy, mature fish, just a top, top tier fish. So really stoked up about it. I mean, it was my biggest Indiana smallmouth of the year on the last trip of the year, kind of a bottom of the ninth situation. Um, yeah. Man, it was awesome. I mean, and just what was weird about those fish is like, like the water was freezing. I mean, it was very, very, very cold. Um, you know, low forties for sure. The, what, the air temperature was pretty good. Though. The air temperature was good, but it was, I mean, it wasn't like warm either though. I mean, it was pretty chilly. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, probably it was, what? It was probably forties. Yeah, low 40s, air temperature, probably about the same water temperature. I mean, it was cold, but um, those fish were, like, jumping. Like, we had a lot of jumpers. That first uh, one which did. Is, the first couple didn't. First then... couple didn't, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was that, that fish. We just hooked it. You know, we were kind of slowly drifting, you know, a little bit and just set the hook. And, I mean, it was probably in three foot of water, four foot of water, maybe. And, you know, just ate. And as soon as it pulled, I was, I mean, it just felt like a big, heavy fish. So got in the boat, got a little couple little pickies. Um, and I think literally, uh, it may have been five minutes later, Josh hooked another like 20 incher. So, I mean, it was pretty wild. I mean, within the first, you know, probably 15 to 20 minutes of fishing, we already had two 20 inches in the boat. So, yeah. And then you proceeded uh, to hook a third one. <laughs> yeah. And then I caught a third one right after that. I mean, it was like I mean, boom, boom, boom. Within what? The first like 45 minutes we were there, we had three definitely, 20 inches. <laughs> definitely within the first 45 minutes, we, were, we had three 20 inches in the boat. Early morning. I mean, the sun really wasn't even up yet. Uh, which I know. Kind of dis- dispels a lot of. You know, it may have even been something that you and I have talked about in the past, like uh, middle of the day, you know, winter time or whatever. But, you know, that that early morning bite in winter, the more we do this, the more we're sort of I think that 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 theory of like midday temperature spikes, like activating the feeding may hold may ring true in a lot of cases. But I don't know, man. It seems like a lot of fish that we've been catching in these winter trips have been early morning. And to me, I don't, I don't necessarily think it, I just, this is my theory is I don't think it matters because I think in the winter time, when you get to those spots, if those fish are there and they're feeding, they're going to eat like, or they're not. And it doesn't matter if it's early in the morning or middle of the day. I mean, I'm sure at certain times of the year, the, 
and if it's like an intense sun or something and it does warm up the water four or five degrees, that could make a difference. We didn't really have sun. It was pretty, uh, pretty cloudy out the whole day. So I don't think the water really warmed up much, if at all. Um, the water was, um, a little dirty. It wasn't muddy, but it was, it was definitely had some had stain. Some, yeah. It had some stain on it. Um, I mean, the rivers closer to home were blown out. Um, so, and really even the river that this feeds into was blown out. Um, the only reason this one was good is, you know, the dam controlled dam. Um, so yeah, so we get there, we, you know, and at this point, you know, if you're looking for like a tutorial winter fishing, it's not what this episode necessarily is, but we'll go into it a little bit is, you know, over the last couple years, this river, this particular river, we've identified, you know, about what I would say a dozen spots, maybe 10 spots in the river where we sort of know that that fish hang out when it gets colder, um, wintering holes um, you know, some people call them, but you know, we had, we fished that one particular area was, you know, I would say a 200 yard sort of stretch of river. And we spent what, three and a half hours yeah. on that stretch. Um, so we like picked it apart and what, what we would do and now we're in a boat a little bit different, but we'll sort of fish a section of it, float down anchor, you know, the, the, um, spot lock, you know, anchor, fish another area, float down, fish another area, and we sort of, then we took the big motor, ran back up, and then we sort of kept repeating until you start to see the fish sort of just like slow down to the point where they're not hitting anymore. And in our case, we actually had a river otter. Um, yeah. In the best part of our hole, like the second time we went down there, and that seemed to kill the bite. <laughs> yeah. So he was, he was farting around in that eddy. Like, so essentially, like, um, the first spot that we went to, which which wasn't necessarily the closest spot to the ramp, um, but you know we ran down a good ways, um, you know a few miles down uh, downstream and hit the first the first spot, and uh, it's like a, essentially there's a bend in the river, which is kind of a well known a well known bend in the river, um, and. Like on the outside, so the channel swings to one side because the river turns, so it swings to that outside corner. And essentially what what that forms is there's a big eddy on the inside corner, which a lot of times what you'll find is those inside corners on a bigger river will will have a lot of sand and silt. There won't be a lot of cover there. It's just kind of a almost like a dead zone. And you can find fish in those spots for sure. But a lot of times what you'll find is kind of silted in, poor substrate, kind of, and they're out of flow, they're deep, so you might think, oh, well, the, that's going to be the spot where these fish will, you know, will hold up. It looks like a wintering hole. It's glassed out. There's no current, whatever. But in a lot of, in a lot of cases, what you'll find is on that channel side, so as the channel swings to the other side, there'll be little eddies, you know, that form like along the bank or, you know, if it's a slow enough, deep enough spot, even in the turn, you, you'll find a lot more fish we find on the current side, on the channel side. 
you know, tucked into those eddies or in those slower spots in the on the channel side. I don't know why that is exactly, but that that appears to ring true. You know, if you think about like the hog trough spot or some of these other spots, it always seems like it's on the channel side, kind of in those protected areas on the channel side. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah, I don't know. You know, as far as that goes, I think what really matters is it's a it's a combination of things. A lot of those channel sides that you get the eddies on, they are actually like near some like decent current. Like if you, you know, think about sort of when we winter fish, we actually ended up we end up positioning the boat a lot of times in current. Um, yeah. so I, I think there's, well, that's the safest place where there won't be fish directly under you in winter. It, right. And I think that the reason they end up choosing that channel side is because the current does swing past those places. So it's like an easy access when they do want to feed, they right. can sort of, they can either wait for stuff to get washed through that seam into the wintering hole, kind of like flushed in there or in a lot of times what you find is when it does warm up, those fish will move into the seam or really close to the seam and they can feed without really traveling very far. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they sort of just tuck back up in that eddy that they're in. And these spots though, like where you'll find fish, like, cause you know, in an average wintering spot, there might be fish kind of scattered throughout that winter spot, but there's usually like one, place where they're really concentrated and it's not very big usually. And that's where I think if you go to break down a river in a, in the winter time, you can see these big, long, slow stretches. Like, well, I don't know where the fish are. It's like, okay, well sort of break down that area into where the most prime spot is within that area. And a lot of times it is what you were saying where the river takes a turn and there's some sort of, you know, um, channel swing on the bank and it creates somewhat of a compact eddy and some, you know, without too much reverse current, you know, you gotta, you you can't like a lot, like a lot of those spots, like in a river turn, we'll have like a lot of reverse current because the, the current slams into like a little point or something and sends, sends flow back upstream. You know, you'll find fish tucked in there, but these aren't those, typically won't be those larger concentrations of fish. I mean, what you really find, like I said, on the channel side where the, where there's a big break, you know, and there's, there's an area where they can stack in there and, you know, they can have access to current. They can have access to still water and depth. And I think another part of the, the current situation, like why they stay on that channel side is I think the substrate is pretty clean. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that there's rock down there. There's there's places for them to kind of hole up. And uh, as opposed to on the inside corner, you know, like I said, it's mostly silt. It's open, uh, well, less, less cover. Yeah. And you don't know that I, you know, you, you start to put things together when you have trips like this or you have like multiple trips where you catch fish. And one thing that I did notice uh, over the last few ones that I sort of store in my and the recesses in my brain for future spots 
there are a couple of the spots that we caught fishing and we've caught fishing consistently in the summertime. They're one of those spots where all that pollen gets super thick. Right. So like I specifically remember um, the second spot we'll talk about like in the summertime, it's like, I remember yes. catching, it, it was so thick of um, like sort of pollen that I had to like drag my lure on top of it in the summertime. Now, obviously it's not like that in the wintertime, but that's another way. Now that, that can't be the only thing that attribute that spot has, like it had to have, has to have some depth, but it usually doesn't have to be the deepest spot in the river by any means. It just needs to be protected. And I think, when those spots are super protective, hmm. they don't ever flush out. They don't ever change over the water in them. And that pollen just like piles up in them. And that's why it's like an indication of it being a super protective spot. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, but if for the guys that are, that's a, that's a great, that's a great point. And a lot of times, like that's how you can really gauge like, uh, like surface foam will still be there in the winter. And if you can see surface foam sitting there, then it's probably still enough for the bass underneath of it, you know, but, you know, for the guys that are out there and they really are struggling to identify those winter spots, you know, I think from my perspective, like when I was kind of first starting into this winter thing, I would look at a spot, you know, and I'd say, oh, well, on the inside corner, there's like, this is still water. There's silty, you know, it looks like a fish could stay here all winter and it would never get touched by current. And, and that's definitely part of the equation, but you know, on that channel side, there is that still that conveyor belt, you know, there is still that good substrate. There is a good depth, you know, and that kind of thing. I think it's, it's another factor to, to look for, but yeah. anyways, I mean, yeah, Josh got, Josh kind of put out our pattern. I mean, you know, we were running, you know, normal 30 pound braid. Uh, we were running like medium light you know, finesse fishing rods, um, with like, how much tippet did you have on? So I run a little bit lighter braid, but I run 20 pound braid. And then I usually run about, I think I had oh, a little bit longer leader than what I would have in the summertime. It's, it was probably about a seven foot leader or so. And it was 12 pound fluorocarbon. So yeah, that's about what exactly what I was running. I think I had 30 pound braid on my, on that rod, but uh, yeah, I mean, and the, the fluorocarbon leader, I think is kind of critical. I mean, even when there's, even when there's some stain in winter time, we always fish with a fluorocarbon leader. I mean, it just, they're examining your bait for so long, you know, it sits on bottom for so long that, you know, we think that fluorocarbon is important, you know, it may not be, but certainly for like your confidence, I mean, and that kind of goes into another thing that Josh touched on, but like we've been seeing nothing but pictures of guys catching fish on jerk baits this winter. Like that seems to be what everybody's fishing with, with great success. You know, Josh and I both at separate points in the day picked up a jerk bait just to try it out. And it's not that we couldn't have caught fish with them. I mean, we both know how to fish a jerk bait, but you just got to, there's something especially true about fishing with things that you're confident in in winter because you have to let it sit there for so long. You have to believe that like what you're putting out there is the thing that they'll eat. You know, otherwise you won't right. leave it in that spot long enough. 
and I think there's I think there's times when a jerk bait would have been a better option, not on this day, <laughs> for sure. And right. I've had I've had days where jerk baits were just the ticket, and I don't know, you know, I think part of that is due to where the smallmouth are in the water column. I think when those smallmouth are like sitting on the very bottom, which we had plenty of evidence that those that's what they were doing. Um, that's when a bottom bait is going to be better. If they're sort of like suspended and up off the bottom, some right. that's jerk bait would be better, but they were, we were finding mud, like their bellies were muddy. Um, right. so they were clearly wanting that bottom. Um, but you know, it, it didn't take long for us to figure that out. You know, sort of like there's only that's usually still, what we start with. Right. Um, so sort of fast forwarding through the day we get to this spot we we worked it for three hours three and a half hours and uh i think by the time it was all said and done we probably caught about 30 fish in that spot um so it wasn't crazy numbers it's good numbers not crazy numbers we had you know big fish we had three um 20s then we had you know i think a couple 18s and then you know if maybe one or two 17s and a couple 16s mixed in. And then we did have some smaller fish. Um, yeah, but we, we pretty much good, good mixture of size though. But yeah, yeah. spot was definitely bigger fish. Right. You know, that was, yeah. And it took it and and it was like, you were getting a bite, like, you know, every 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Like it wasn't like super crazy action, but, um, we, what what I you know when we left that hole I sort of like well we we fished that out like we're we exhausted Definitely. we exhausted that spot, um, so, and then as I was mentioning, Chris was like, yeah I want to go check out some stuff, um, upstream some because he didn't want to make a longer run down, and we sort of we caught one or two fish but it was very crappy results all the spots we sort of. We're like, oh, there might be fish here. We did catch a couple, but we didn't find any like great wintering spots upstream of where we were at. Um, I just looked at it like we had already caught three twenties, two eighteens. <laughs> I was like, if there, if we can't explore for new spots today, like when are we gonna do it? Like let's let's see if we can find well, some new spots here. And ironically, we did find new spots, but um, yeah. So. It was sort of getting to the point that I think it was like 1230 and Chris sort of, you know, proposed the um, question of like, okay, well, do you want to just head back now or do you want to run down to the spot? And it was, it's a ways away. It's, you know, from where we launch, it's like nine miles, eight miles, something like that. And I was like, man, let's just run down there and check it out. Cause there's another really good wintering area mm-hmm. down. We downstream. were only about half. We were only about halfway there at that point. Right. But we'd have to make the whole run back up. Um, so we decided to go ahead and run down there. We get to this spot and uh, it's a really good looking spot. Um, and it sort of was a bust. I think we caught maybe two fish on it. Um, and this spot is one of those spots you're like, Oh man, this is, you know, it looks really good. It has all the characteristics you're looking for. And there's yep. just, we just didn't really find fish there for whatever reason. And it was well, getting, one... go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say one thing about that spot is like out of all of the spots that we fish on that river, 
um, that were either shown to us or we figured out on our own or whatever, that's the longest, you know, wintering hole. Like it's a long stretch of deep water. Yeah. It's and a, like, it's a lake ish. Yeah. I mean, it's a really long stretch and the place where we started off fishing was kind of three quarters of the way down it. Let's just put it that way. It was about three quarters of the way down it. And there's a slight bend in the river and it's the same thing. It forms an eddy on the, on the channel side. So that's where we started off and it was three quarters of the way down. And we fished the three quarters of the way down all the way down to the bottom of that wintering hole. Yeah. We caught, I think two, two. Um, Yeah. One of them was an 18, but still, yeah. Yeah. Two fish. So then we're sort of like, all right. Um, well, what do we want to do here? And we we're kind of like, well, maybe we'll hit something on the way up, but let's just head our head back. So we we go to head back, and we we get you know get down the river a little bit, and there was a spot that both of us have caught fish. Actually, I would say it's more of a spot like in the spring and the summer that it is really good, right. and but sort of inside of this area. There's a one of those spots, like I was saying before, there's always like a bunch of pollen and stuff. And Chris didn't even shut down the big motor. And we did this a couple times uh, during that day. But um, he was like, hey, grab a rod and just throw uh, casts up there while, while I, you know, just kind of putt past this place. So, I mean, and for me, I was sort of like, I mean, I'm doing it, but I don't have much confidence. I'm going to find anything out by doing this, you know. But... I did it anyways, get up there, and it was like immediately my lure hit, and then I felt a really positive, like, thump, missed a fish. So I was like, yeah, let's fish here. And, and the last time we were here, I had actually caught a fish on the spinnerbait in November at this spot. and um, But it's in like, the same same wintering hole. Right. It's the same it's the same wintering hole as the one we had just fished. This spot is just like a half mile up the river right. and like at the very top end of that wintering hole. Right. Um so we put the trolling motor in and what proceeded was something I've never experienced. I've heard <laughs> I've heard stories like I know um Oh, uh, Juan. Juan and, and yeah. Jeff Little, they always talk about this day they had. And I actually know the spot he's talking about. They had some day where they you know, caught 250 smallmouth or whatever. And I'm like, man, that'd be really cool to have one of those days. Well, we've, we, we experienced what they were talking about because we, me and Chris both got up in the front of the deck and fished this area. And I, Shit you not, it was every cast for, you were getting a bite every cast. We were missing some fish because they were being real weird. They would like pick it up and you couldn't, they would spit it out so fast that you couldn't, you didn't have time to reel down the slack. You just, as soon as you felt something, you just have to, you know, set the hook wherever you were at. If you didn't set it, like as soon as you felt it, it was a missed fish for sure. Yeah. And we, yeah, we caught fish every cast for probably an hour. 
and it's <laughs> crazy yeah it was nuts i mean it, well, it was this way at one point i took my cell phone and like put it up so i was like this is crazy like i mean it th- this was like 10 minutes in i mean we both had probably caught 15 fish in a row like mm-hmm. and i i was like i gotta i just gotta take a second to like put this on video and then of course i proceeded to take like five casts without catching one but josh caught one on the video it's so like six five casts in a row or something and then yeah and then you you know i i ended up catching three it was like an eight minute video so i think in that in that eight minutes i think we caught 11 fish i think on the camera so mm-hmm. it was nuts man i mean it was absolutely crazy yeah and and a lot of them were sort of cookie cutter fish they were like 14 15 had some 16s mixed in, but then we ended up catching some nicer fish. A couple that were almost 18. You um, caught two that were pretty close to 18, like 17 and three quarters, I think. Yeah. Now, th- I will say the difference between those fish and the fish we caught earlier in the day, in my opinion, especially those bigger ones, they were juiced. They were like yes. pulling very hard. <laughs> like there was one that I got on that I thought was like a 20 because it was like taking me into the motor. And it was like, right. I was like, oh man, this is a nice fish. Um, and it was, it was like a 17 and three quarters. It was almost an 18. Um, but yeah, I mean, these fish in this area, you got to understand, like we didn't represent our, our uh, spot very well, but the area we were catching fish in was very like clear. You could see it's like, okay, well, this is where the fish are at. There had to have been, you know, there's, I mean, I don't know. I was like, I'm like, man, there has to be fish like sitting on top of one another. I mean, I this mean, the, is- the spot where we were fishing, it was a micro spot inside of a bigger wintering hole. So like, you know, like I said, this was at the very top of that wintering hole that we intentionally went to, you know, that was pretty far down on the, on the stretch, you know, on that 22 mile stretch. And I think, you know, within that within that wintering hole this was like a like the micro spot you know and it was probably i would say the area where we were catching all of those fish was probably 50 yards by 30 yards maybe yeah not even not even 30 yards probably across probably 20 yards across maybe very small (laughs) i mean it was very small and i mean it was to the point where it was like there had to have been just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fish wintered up in the spot because i mean if we just caught and we caught probably 65 70 fish out of that spot and i mean and we caught i mean you know you can't you figure you don't you don't really catch even half the fish that are wintered up in a spot like that but i mean you know i don't know if it was because it had been warm for the last few days maybe those fish moved up from kind of those those deeper spots in that wintering hole up to a spot where there's a little bit more flow or whatever it was, but dude, I mean, they were just absolutely cram stacked into this little spot. So yeah. And it was, it was like, I will say this, like I have never had a day like that, but and and as much fun as those twenties were, don't get me wrong. There was really fun. That was fun though, dude. That was the most fun I've had. We were like little kids, dude. We were just we're looking just, at each other, just yeah. laughing. <laughs> we're just like, yeah, we kept looking at each other, just like, 
Are we, are we really doing this? Like, are we really <laughs> catching fish this consistently? It's December 26th. Holy crap. And, yeah. uh, yeah, we just like fish after fish after fish after fish after fish. And, you know, I'm fairly confident. Like, I knew when we left there, I would be like, I'm going to be pissed that we're, I want to be back here. But it, it was like, we're catching so many fish. It's just like, all right, we're, we can't stay here forever. We, we got to yeah. go. Um, and yeah, we, I had to go to my sister-in-law's Christmas that she canceled. <laughs> oh man. Um, we, we were about, I think it was also one of those things like, I don't know, man, we were satisfied. We were definitely like, I said, I put it this way on our, on the, I posted on, by the way, follow, follow our Instagram, Smalley talk podcast on Instagram. It's all one word. Smalley talk podcast. Uh, and this podcast is also brought to you by River Rat USA. That's you right. can't spell you can't spell raft without rat. That's, you their, can't. Un, that's their unofficial motto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually got a cease and desist letter on that, so I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but anyways, uh, I kind of forgot my my train of thought on that. I lost my train of thought. Well, I was but... just saying we were satisfied. Oh yes. Yes. So we, you know, I kind of put it this way that the itch was scratched. I mean, that's really what these winter trips are. I mean, they're fun. They're, they're just, you know, smallmouth. the small mouth that, you know, from spring, summer and fall where they just are absolute, you know, apex, savages. Predator, apex predator, savage. That's not these fish. I mean, they're like, it's like if you go like pick a, a fight with like an old retired, you know, <laughs> Green Beret or Army Ranger or something. It's like this is not the same, you know, this isn't the same killer here. You know, this is uh this is just kind of weird. But but anyways, it was, you know, they're fun, they're a blast, and they're challenging. And I think that it, it's got its own unique quality and charm to it. You know, going out in the winter, you have the river all to yourself. You know, the, the fish that you're catching are, you know, they're still the same, I guess, fish technically, but you know, they're, they're harder to catch. They're harder to entice. They're in very specific areas. You have to know the river really well, but I look at, at like summer and spring and fall as it's a challenge between you and the fish, right? You're figuring out where these fish are, how you can make them eat, how you can bring them into the boat, you know, without them throwing your lure or breaking your line or whatever. There's a, a different type of component in winter where I feel like it's definitely more of you versus the river. You know, you're figuring out, you know, what part of the river is going to allow a smallmouth to survive, you know, and can you find that part of the river and exploit, exploit that sort of weakness, I guess. And, and sure, you've got to trick the fish. You got to present the the bait right and all that kind of stuff. But I look at winter fishing as more of an exercise. And are you able to read the river as well as you think you can? And you know, it takes a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say, you know, the thing like what we've been winter fishing for, I think probably five or six years now consistently, and mm -hmm. uh, it took you know six years to have one of these days. For sure. Um, and I think part of it is we are getting better at it. We're getting more efficient. I will say this, the jet boat makes a big difference. Um, yeah. Because it's a good if, tool. Yeah. Like if you were, if we didn't have a jet boat, um, 
you really couldn't you couldn't um, hit as many spots in one day as you could otherwise. Um, but uh, that combined with we're getting better at it, and I think I think it just it was one of those things. In, in you know, you can debate or whatever. I think there's you just we just hit it right. You know, I like, sure. think you you made a comment on Instagram. You're like, yeah, my daughter could have caught thirty smallmouth that day. You know. Yep. And it, it was, it was like one of those t- things. Now I will say, you know, it did, the day didn't, it went from like great to like the best ever with that second hole. And had we not had a lot of experience we have, I think we may have missed that spot. Um, but so I do think that that played into it. Um, but once you figure out the wintering spots in a, any given river system, I mean, you can sort of go back to the well multiple times. Yeah, true. I mean, now we know it's like, oh, well, there is, you know, hundreds of fish in this one. Now, the difference is between going to that spot when they're active and not. I think you, if there's as many fish in that spot as I think they are, and they won't, you know, they're going to stay in that spot in the wintertime. You're going to catch fish whenever because there's just that yeah. many fish there. Um, but, you know, the difference is we'd go back and catch 15 instead of 100. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it took us six years to learn it, to hit a day like that. You know, I do not expect the next time we go back in January or February to, to experience that same thing. Um, oh, I'm expecting it, and if I don't get it, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> uh, well, and the other thing is, like, this winter has been very mild. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Can you imagine if we took, like, a first-time, like, winter fisherman out, and they just, like, had a hundred fish day? They're like, this is... Then every time they went out after that, they caught four fish, five fish, six fish. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, what the hell, man? He ruined me. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah I mean... It, man, I, I've told this story before, probably on the podcast, but um, I had a spot one time when I, I went out by myself in the wintertime, and um, it was clear enough I could see the fish, and I had, you know, a lot of times what you'll find in, in winter spots is the smallmouth will sort of like wolf pack up, and they'll just sort of meander around any given area. And a lot of times you'll have to sort of just uh, the way I approach it is fish one area until they come by. Um, and I had one day where a whole pod of them ended up right in front of me. Like I could see them. They were facing away from me, so they couldn't see me. And I threw a um, bottom bait in front of them. And I literally dragged this bait across this fish's face. Like I could see my bait. And I could see the fish and I like picked up and I'm like, if I drag this literally in front of its face and touch it, like it has to eat. Right. And like this, <laughs> this bait, soft plastic bait, I was dragging it across its face and this fish, like very lethargically just kind of turned and just grabbed the back Not of the, this. The visual Josh is at, Josh is doing an act out right now. I am. And, uh, he just he just con- <laughs> he just nibbled on the end of his finger very seductively. <laughs> what the hell was that, dude? What are you trying? You just turned OnlyFans. <laughs> this fit. Well, this fish turned 
It grabbed the back do of it my again, bag. <laughs> Don't do it again. <laughs> You're <laughs> sick, dude. Oh my god. If only my if my wife this thank God, we'll never make this a video podcast. By the way, stop calling us ugly, dude, when we post shit. You mother. Yeah, I know. I think we asked for it. But but uh, yeah, if my wife could see me so, now, just do we're both self-conscious because we are sort of ugly. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so you got to be careful what you say to us. We're, we're freaking gentle <laughs> wildflowers, dude. But uh, uh, yeah, if my wife could see me now, come up here and just my buddy just looking at me on video chat, <laughs> nibbling on his finger. No, like do a bunch of fat weirdos <laughs> about smallmouth fishing. <laughs> oh man, for real though. To, to illustrate my point, the fish grabbed the back of this lure, this bait, and I watched it. Like I was like, oh my gosh, he's got it. And it literally sat there with the back of my lure. I could see my hook. So like wasn't it didn't inhale the hook, so I knew I couldn't set the hook. It just sat there with it in its mouth for like 20 seconds. I'm like, what the hell? And then I sort of lost sight of it because... Like, I don't know if my boat floated away or what, but I was like, well, it's it's got to be close. I set the hook and sure enough, nothing's there. And it just mm. like illustrated me. You and I have done that. I actually scouted your lure from a bridge one time. You remember that? Yeah, um, I do. And we were like, you could see the smallmouth and we were like dragging over the top of them. They did not oh, that- give a shit. <laughs> that should be one of the challenges on your upcoming release. What's catch that? a fish, catch a smallmouth from on top of a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. Um, uh, yeah, I I don't know, dude, but we we ended up having just I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm hoping that at, le- at least if you're 45 minutes into this podcast, that you have some appreciation for how rare of a day that was and how awesome. You know, it just. Uh, Cause well, some so I you hear It'll guys carry me through. It'll carry me through for a couple months, I think. Yeah, and you hear guys a lot of times saying like, "Oh, I know some guys," and and I'm not saying they're full of shit, but guys like, "Oh man, I really enjoy winter fishing. I'm looking forward to winter fishing." And I'm like, "Okay, well, maybe, but <laughs> like, winter fishing is like one percent what we're describing, and like ninety nine percent being cold as shit." Mm. You know working a lure painfully slow and like catching a fish that it's not fighting very hard. You know, it's just, it's a lot of just grinding it out and you know, maybe some people embrace it's that part. Only, dude, it's addicts only. That's it how is. it is. Yeah. Do not go out and expect to master any sort of uh bite in the winter time until you put in some work. And even then, you know, I would, you know, I, I have now I have this day on my resume, but I definitely um, don't expect a day like that for probably another four or five years. <laughs> so speaking of resumes, let's go ahead. Let's hear it. Um, are we doing the, the challenge, the 18 inch challenge that we're trying to bring up? I want you to, I want you to, let's go. I mean, let's hear results um, of the challenge. So here's a, I'll say a couple things on this. One, oh God, here for, those, for those for those who don't <laughs> don't know, we started a. Uh, I think I am the one that actually challenged you to the duel, um, but it was total 
18 inch fish for 2021. And I think 18 you inches are actually... 18 inches or bigger in Indiana only. Right. That's the right in Indiana. Um, and we had, there was a bonus for a fly there, fly fishing thing that didn't even come into play. Um, that we sort of bitched about for a while. Um, it did. It came into play. Um, we started at the beginning and at the, um, and I honestly, we don't even have our stats in front of us. Uh, I, we is probably doing it a disservice by doing this, but, um, the, the challenge, the relative challenge is going to be far more impressive than the raw numbers this year, because yeah, I will the say this is pretty bad. I will say this out of all of the years that you and I have fished together, which is a, a long time now, um, out of all the years that we fished together, this is by far the worst size year that we've ever had. For and for eighteens, yes. I think it's yeah. it's a well I've caught a lot of 20s. Indiana. Okay, for, and we'll also say you know just limiting it to Indiana only. You know, I fished less than I've fished, far less than I've fished in the last uh, eight or nine years for sure this year, and. You know, I think Josh fished less, busier with our businesses, busier with kids stuff, you know, what, for whatever, for whatever reason, you know, we just really, um, it was, it was not representative of the last, you know, seven to eight years that we've really been on it. So well, um, I would say, what, what do you think we ended up with somewhere in the range of maybe like 35 or 40 a piece, something like that? Yeah, so. I would say that I would say that might be a little high for for the Indiana numbers, but you know, Maybe I would say 30. low thirties. Yeah, low thirties yeah. for fish over eighteen inches. So, you know, but but normally, you know, I would say you're you're usually a little bit higher than me. I would say you're usually somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty five, sixty. You know, I'm usually forty five, forty. You know, somewhere in there. But yeah, uh, it's just kind of the was- situation is what it, it was, is for this year. Yeah. And we, you know, fast forward, you, you had, you had a hot start, got a hit, got a lead on me. Um, yep. I caught back up, um, and, and made it, made it interesting. And then the last winter trip we had, and, and keep in mind, I want the, our audience to know this too. I predicted that it would come down to a winter trip. You did. Um, I did. I said, it's going to be really close. Cause you got a lead on me and you're sort of like gloating a little bit. I'm like, I'm telling you, dude, it's, <laughs> it's not going to matter. It's going to come down to like one or two trips where one of us like hits the jackpot. And, um, and w- that last winter trip I had, uh, I think I was up three nil on the last winter trip. I had an 18, 19 and 20, the yep. last one. And I think we both salty little bitch on the way back home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We both determined that, uh, that sort of tied it up because I think going into that, I, I think we thought you had a three fish lead. That's right. Um, so we sort of were like, well, we may just end in a tie and, um, credit me for not sandbagging because I could have refused to fish with you or whatever, but I didn't, I wasn't trying to, (laughs) I wasn't trying to, you know, I wasn't trying to rig rig the game or anything. Sneak I, attacks, yeah. Nope. 
no, I didn't go out and do anything. I was like, Hey, let's go out, you know? And to your credit, I mean, you got, a, you got, um, those, so you had the 21 and the 20 and then I caught a 20 and I think you, by that time you maybe even had another 18. So you're up two on me and I was like, all right, well, you know, at this point I didn't know, uh, the kind of day we were going to have, but I was like, it's going to be tough to catch two more 18s. And then I think you caught another one. Yep. Um, so then you're up three on me. And if I would have known what that second spot held, I think I would have, uh, I would have had more hope because there were two fish there that definitely could have worked. There were close. <laughs> yeah. There were two fish, but I think you ended up beating me by three. So I think I, that's I right. Couldn't, I yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't hit 18. But I'll say this, you know, one of those fish, which is, and this is going to lead into what I say next. One of those fish is due to my, my, uh, you know, unfavorable, you know, fly heavy weighting system. So one of those fish was a cumulative of point ones. Okay. So, so I only caught 10 fish over 18 inches on the fly this year in Indiana, hmm. which is unfathomably low. Well, I was going to say, uh, you, you definitely fished a ton of conventional this year. So that's, that's what I'm getting ready to say. I will not be doing this challenge again, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> because I felt so much like weird pressure because I'm such a competitive nut job. That the entire time that I would, I, anytime I would go out with my fly rod, I'd be thinking, I wonder how many A2s I would have caught today with my, with my regular gear and this and that. I never really got to thoroughly kind of relax and enjoy the fly thing like I normally do. I have to say, I did think about the 18-inch challenge in the early part of the year, but I sort of just like forgot about it later on. I was just like, I mean, I'm not going to fish any harder knowing that you know, that I need to catch 18s. I had some weird stuff happen though this year. Like, dude, I mean, I fished that white river tournament this year and got, you know, second place and I didn't land an 18. Like, I mean, that's such a, that's such a weird when you would pull away like late July. Well, I didn't really fish at all in June because one, we had just gotten back from our trip and two, I had a jury trial at the end of June. So I thought for sure between June and July, you were just going to pull away from me and then I could go back to my fly thing. And well, just I mean, be... I had a, you know, it was gone for three weeks yeah. on an RV trip. So sort of a wash, I think a little yeah. bit. Um, and then I went a, another week to Florida with my brother and his family. So it was like, I was gone for a month on vacation. Um, so I, won, what did I win? A Saint, what was it? A Saint Croix legend. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> what, what terms did we agree to? Wasn't it, wasn't it a, uh, a brand new G Loomis, uh, NRX yeah. swim fly. Wasn't that it? I need to, I can't, I can't remember I need to just, what it was. I need to just make something for you and give it to you. And it's going to be really cheesy. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm gonna do something for you. Hey, you mean like in a you mean like in a Cheegan shirt? Oh, dude! Oh. I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, you'd kidding. already have a bunch of free ones of those. You freaking freeloader. 
Uh, Damn straight. Uh, no, I, I, one thing uh, you do, you guys do have some. You don't you have a new beanie coming out? It's already out. It's already out. And I will me. say, technically, I, on our Instagram, technically, I still I still have two days left in the challenge. So, yeah, um, you do. The river. Was I was thinking I would not talk any shit tonight because you very <laughs> easily could go out and just catch catch enough fish to tie or, you know. Or beat me. Yeah. So I don't see that happening, but, um, but yeah, well, either ways, congratulations. Uh, you, you I, if I'm going to lose to somebody in a 18 inch smallmouth challenge, I would rather it be you. So, um, I'm going to smash your ass next year, though. <laughs> so, you, <laughs> if you, if, are you, are you formally declining a rematch? Yes, you, I think so. You, you are. <laughs> well, you scared all, little bitch. I think I. I think I got very lucky. Um, I think I. I think I got a fluke victory. No, no pun intended. Um, and I think that I'm gonna leave on top, and I'm gonna enjoy fly fishing as much as I want next year, guilt free. So. All right. Well, but, I mean, I, I don't think, think there should be. If we ran it back, do I think you could win? Yeah, I do. But, you know, it is what it is, dude. What if I gave you a better uh, better ratio on the fly? I would consider what if, it. What if we did 1.2 instead of 1.1? 1. 1? <laughs> so for every five, fi- every five <laughs> fish... Every five fish you catch, Damn, you get it. You <laughs> put me on the spot, huh? I think we need to Man. do it better. We we were keeping tally boards and stuff uh, at the beginning, and then we sort of stopped. Um, That's because the numbers were so pathetic, we didn't want to show anybody. It was bad. Yeah. Um, this year will be better. Yeah, I basically have zero trials between March and October, so my ass is going to be very wet. <laughs> well, I mean, the time thing for me, de- definitely, I I won't say I fished the least I've ever fished, but I definitely didn't fish. Uh, it was below average um, this year. But the fishing. Well, you had a it, year. The year you bought your house, I don't think you fished a ton. I felt like for some reason it was like right in the middle of fishing season or whatever well, I didn't it was. fish in the fall that much, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like, mean, for me, it was, I mean, markedly less than I've ever yeah, since I got yeah. back from Afghanistan, for sure. I don't know, man. It was uh, I I was out on the water enough. I just didn't. I was like struggling to get 18s. Like it just they were very a far out. Huh? You went through a long drought, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, I would say like on average, I'm used to catching at least one 18 every single time ago, even like a Creek wade or something like I'm, I'm getting at least one 18 and man, I mean, I, I only probably caught an 18, 25% of my trips. And it's like, yep. I, you know, that's very, um, unusual. Um, no matter what fishery that I'm in, um, lots How of seven, gonna... lots of 17s. How are we going to weigh the electro fishing that we're going to do with Dr. Sweeten? Does that, <laughs> yeah. does that count? <laughs> does electro fishing count? Cause Hell yeah, it so. does, dude. <laughs> uh, but, 
you know, it, like I said, it was a it was a fun challenge. I wish we would have done it better. I wish it would have been in a better year. I mean, there are some years, dude, where it would have just been yeah. unbelievable. Um, it didn't, you know, for me, it didn't like change much. Like, you know, it, there was especially in the spring I, when you got a lead. I was like, oh man, I need to. Well, I had a pretty big lead at one point. You know, I was up like six, maybe five or six. And you just kept closing in and closing in and closing in. Then that last winter trip, you put up three and tied her up. So, yeah, you know, it was, uh, that's just how it goes, man. An impressive effort, but you know, I, I definitely, um, I thought, I thought you would make a more of a concerted effort, I guess, in December to like really go out for like a few extra trips or something, but you're old now you're dried up. Your competitive spirit is just a trickle of what it used to be. Now you're going to make me go out on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. No, dude, I, I appreciate. Uh, I'm sure that everybody's sick of hearing about you know our our one our one good fishing day of the whole year, but uh, it was great, man. I really appreciated it. Appreciate doing it with you. Um, you know, there's nobody. Nobody that I fish with or nobody that I know that would appreciate a winter trip like you and I would. So, you know, I'm glad that glad we got to go out and do it, man. It was great. Yeah, it was really fun. Same same back to you, man. It was um it's it's nice to have somebody that understands and appreciates the time we put in to this stuff, you know, and see it pay off. Um it was a really fun day and you know, we might have another one this year. Don't know. Um, well, we'll get uh, the we'll get the deets nailed out of the twenty of the eighteen inch challenge. Yeah, and we'll put a maybe final we can. Tally. Yeah, maybe we can add a couple little other bonuses in, make it a little bit. You know, maybe a bonus for a nineteen, twenty, twenty one, or something. You know. Yeah. Um, and so a couple things coming up. One, our next episode we're gonna do. Um, we're going to do, uh, our top 10 presentations of 2021. So we're going to go through and sort of go back and forth on, uh, what our top 10, uh, specific flies or lures were for this past year and, um, sort of talk about why we use them, where we use them, how we use them, that sort of thing. Um, colors, weights, everything, uh, hooks, types, all that stuff. So those of you who are sort of curious on getting gory details of the stuff we use, we're going to do that um, our next episode and sort of recap the 2021 a little bit. Um, we have, I was texting Reed Morehouse. He, we're going to have him on really soon. Nice. Um, so he has a little bit of an idea of an episode he wants to do with us. So we're going to have him on. And then uh, pretty soon we're going to have our 100th episode. Um, yeah, dude. So we're, we're 90, doing 94 right now. And um, we don't really quite, we haven't hammered out the details yet, but we're going to do some sort of uh, celebration for our 100th episode. Um, I don't know if we're going to invite listeners or just invite people that have been on the podcast or what. Right. Uh, but we're going to do something fun. Um, 
and I'm looking forward to it. It's it's yeah. It's it's impressive that we've stuck this out for 100 episodes. <laughs> it's impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. I mean, it's impressive that you know anybody's listening. I I'm sure that there are people that have listened to all all 94 episodes. You know, yeah, it's pretty crazy. That I mean, you know, one thing to understand is there there is no bar for entry into what we're doing. You know, anybody <laughs> could <laughs> anybody can do this, and we've made that abundantly clear. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was thinking maybe we could have one of the wet boys, you know, pose. We could eat some sushi off of them, something like that mm-hmm. for the hundredth episode. Hell yeah, I'm not uh, sure we'll get we'll get the deets, you know, ironed out. So, um, oh yeah, my, dad and- has, my dad has COVID, so mm-hmm. uh, let's go beat this beat uh, this guy. So hell yeah, dude. I'll be- be saying a prayer for old Jeff Vaughn. Um, yep, he was at my house the last three days, so I probably have it as well. Nice. Well, I'm cured of it. I beat it. I beat COVID's ass. And I'm taking uh, a page out of your book, Pure Inspiration, and I plan on beating the shit out of this thing, dude. All right. Sounds good. Shrinko family, wow. we we just told COVID to go suck it. Um, <laughs> I like that, dude. Uh, So I did want to say... um. We did get a beer review beer, but I wasn't able to get your half of the beer to you. So we're going to do that next episode. Uh, so thanks to Aaron Kimball for sending that over. We just got it in the mail today, but we are going to do that next week. Um, and um, yeah, man, uh, what you got anything new in your box? You been doing any shopping, any Christmas shopping? Um, I bought a bunch of new stuff for my daughter. So for Christmas. I got her a, a TFO panfish trout ultralight six foot rod, um, nice. and you know a bunch of other a bunch of other fishing stuff. Uh, my brother got me some new um, Rapala pliers. So, other than that, nothing new, dude. Just uh, I don't even I didn't really even get that much fishing stuff for Christmas. So I bought a bunch of fishing stuff. For Christmas, um, I had a, a gift card from a very kind gentleman who had sent me one. Um, but I also spent, I ended up, I think I spent $1,500 on ta- Tackle Warehouse in one day. <laughs> oh, okay. So I went a little wild. Um, well, tackle, tackle Bear House whenever you got through with them, huh? <laughs> yeah. I got like, I got like eight packages from them. I got some uh baits i restocked all my jig heads um i bought three two vanfords vanford 2500s i got a corrado 70 xgmgl which is like their magnesium framed like mini corrado it's a really cool um dude you just said a lot of words magnesium uh, framed nice i'll tell you this is what i'm getting i'm actually really excited about i'm gonna get a medium light bait casting setup so ah, I'm going to okay. get, get a little finesse bait casting set up and that's the real. And I think I'm going to get a St. Croix um, legend tournament, a uh, seven foot medium light for that. So it's going to be a pretty cool little setup. What's um, that going to be for specifically anything specific uh, in mind for that? Um, I'm going to probably throw some like Nedrig type stuff, but I'll also throw um, like little small top waters with it i see that probably more than anything like um like a small like a really those like super spook juniors like that's like a perfect setup for that 
um, a little popper, uh, things like that, like a little lighter stuff um, that I want to use a bait caster or like those baby buzz baits are another one I could throw. On oh, yeah. Um, really just anything light. I'm, I'm just looking forward to that. And I may not end up using it a ton, but I'm going to have it. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I will definitely catch some Minnesota smallmouth on it. Let's put it that. That's way. what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it, um, excited about it. Excited about some stuff we got coming at the, with the Cheegan. So that you know about that nobody else does. So keep yep. your mouth shut. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we got some cool stuff coming out with just like you said, we just launched the beanie and then we got some other clo- clothing stuff coming uh, later this week, early next week. Um, but yeah, man, it's exciting time. I'm looking forward to next. I'm looking forward to getting through these next two months so we can, you know, when March, mid March comes, we can start throwing spinner baits. And that's what I mean, it's think about, about it this way, dude. One one way to think about it, we're like seventy days away from being back to spring fishing, so that's pretty cool. Seventy seventy five days. We had a really messed up spring too, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit um, on our review episode. But yeah, we had a rough spring. I would say It it was rough, and it wasn't like necessarily our doing. Just the weather was weird. We had like a really late winter. It got really cold, like during the springtime. Um, it just messed fishing True. up. It was very it was dry and it was dry and cold. Dry and cold spring. Yeah, it was so. a weird, weird spring. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Um, you know, thank you to Brian at River Rat for uh, giving us a chance to fish out of those this year and sponsoring our podcast. We had an excellent time. We put those things through their paces. We obviously had the review episode, but thank you to him for, um, you know, believing in us and our platform. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was a cool, it was a, it was a kind of a, uh, year of change for us and, uh, sort of legitimize what we're doing. And, um, and then last thing, thanks to our listeners. So yeah, we'd be, for sure. we'd be nothing so without our, you. our I mean, little, some of you, there's some of you that, are su- that just suck purely <laughs> like there are a few there are a lot actually there are quite a few of you that do suck ass but the rest of you thank you for listening dude you're freaking cool and yeah there are a lot of you that do suck and i'm sorry for that your parents probably tolerate you your wives think you're a soft bang and your children have no respect for your soft jaws and soft dicks so, the rest no. of you, you know, pretty cool. We'll, we'll see you. We'll see you on the river. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for hanging out, reminiscing on the trip, and uh, let's 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 do that uh, other episode um, pretty soon. soon. So, yeah, for sure. All, all right. right. Free the fighter, baby. Free the fighter. See you. See you, bud.